everyone, my name is Felipe, and this is the podcast Life with AI, the podcast that we talk about artificial intelligence in a simpler way. And for today's episode, I'm here with my professor, Matteo Cort, and we're going to talk a little bit about research and industry and his opinions about uh, machine learning, deep learning, especially in computer vision. So to start this conversation, Matteo, can you talk a little bit about your background? Yes, of course. Uh... Hi everyone, uh, thank you for the invitation uh, to talk today. So about my background, uh, so I am professor uh, here in Sorbonne, at Sorbonne University and uh, I am here for a while now, let's say something like 15 years. My research is essentially about uh, computer vision and uh, machine learning, I would say. And so, yeah, perhaps you, you want to define uh, more or less, much more, some, 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 something about uh, computer vision or yeah. how it works. So the basic idea is, uh, is to understand the content of uh, images or to be able to extract some information from images, from visual world, I would say. And uh, so it, it can be done, for instance, uh, in order to reconstruct uh, the world, so to get the, the 3D information from 2D images, let's say. Uh, but also it, it can it, it can be used for extracting some some what we call sem semantic information so to be able to extract some uh, semantic information from images could be for instance to uh, to detect uh, uh, let's say uh, and recognize uh, the object inside uh, one image so this is the the, the, the the basic in term of uh, interpretation that we can do we can do uh, many different tasks about, uh, let's say, uh, classification also is classify the images so to extract some somehow some general content that uh, is interpretable by humans, right? And so this is for uh, um, computer vision side, and of course, as I already mentioned, I I I, I do it with a lot of machine learning, right? And and so. What, how the connection uh, is in between computer vision and machine learning is, is, is that um, we need to, uh, let's say, to, to have some, some learning process to better understand and to, or to extract uh, useful uh, information or highly semantic information in, in, in the image. Cool, right? And going a little bit deeper in your current research topics, what are you researching nowadays? Yes, okay. Uh, so at the moment, um, I'm, I'm really focusing on, on, on this kind of uh, high semantic um, information extraction from images. So uh, the, 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 the basic thing is classification, but also uh, detection and uh, segmentation of, uh, of images. So what does it mean? It means that um, uh, it's not only giving a keyword or let's say one class uh, for for the, the entire image, but to to be able to localize where is this information inside the image. So is this kind of detection? So to be able to extract some kind of bounding box um, uh, where the information, let's say, if I'm looking for people or some having some kind of bounding box, uh, localizing uh, inside the image where 
uh, I find the, the, the people, let's say, or the cars or the building or everything that I want to, to find. So this is for detection and segmentation. It's much more fine and you have to give some label, um, some label for each pixel inside the image. And then you are able to do like a, a full uh, semantic segmentation uh, of the image. So. This is a general uh, purpose, but of course, the, one of the questions is, uh, do, do we apply this kind of research for a uh, general purpose? And the answer is yes, but also for some, some, some uh, uh, more specific uh, field. And uh, I would say that I'm, I'm working a lot in uh, autonomous driving application, and in particular, because I, I'm a professor, but also I share my time with the uh, a private uh, uh, research lab uh, okay, with the Valeo company, with the, the, the French uh, uh, automotive supplier. And uh, so one of the questions for, for, for this, uh, uh, this, this purpose is to be able to do autonomous driving and then to extract a lot of information from a visible camera. Um, and, and then it, it could be to, to detect, of course, the other cars, but also the traffic lines, also the, the lane, uh, the road, of course, and many things like that inside the image. Okay, so it's much more de dedicated to this kind of, uh, of images that we have in that, in that kind of uh, application, industrial application of that. And on the, the other side, I also uh, do have a chair on much more uh, reasoning in deep and so I'm, 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 I'm started to work a few years ago on a, uh, a specific task that is called visual question under um, question answer um, uh, VQA sorry uh, visual question answering task and the idea here is that I give you one image plus one question uh, that is expressed in natural language and so I can say okay if I take a picture for instance of in my office with uh, with uh, uh, with you, uh, right? And I can uh, add a, a question that could be: Is there somebody in, in, inside? Is there a blackboard? Or uh, uh, may I uh, uh, understand what the two people are doing now, or something like that? Okay. And so the the, the machine now has to understand uh, from the visual uh, content, so the picture plus the question about this, the content of the of this picture, uh, to, to understand what's going on and to uh, give the right answer, okay? And the results are being good? It's, uh, it seems like a very yeah, good really, uh, It really depends. It really depends uh, on the type of question, on... Uh, this is a very complex task, actually, and certainly what, what we can say is that uh, we need to have a huge data set for learning for this kind of task because uh, because the, the data are very different from and we can have very uh, different kind of question for the same image or we can have some uh, different image but very similar with uh, 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 different questions that should have the same answer so so I mean this, this type of things are very very complex uh, task and so I would say that at this moment I mean we, we, we do have some very encouraging results but certainly, I mean, we, we need to work a lot, uh, uh, still a, a lot of open question for the, this kind of uh, complex combination between text and, and language. So now you are doing more fundamental research or more applied research, because like you are trying to create new networks to solve these methods or you are trying to use the networks that you have now 
to solve the problem? Uh, okay, uh, I would I would say uh, both. Actually, we we really try all the time. I mean, to better understand what's going on, and so some somehow to to model uh, the complexity of some application on reality, and so to to have some some somehow some kind of new modeling, new idea for how to to. Uh, uh, to abstract all this this information coming from data coming from application right and uh, and then from from this uh, from this abstraction from this way of modeling uh, the, the, the the kind of architecture learning and uh, whatever we also then have to come back to the data and to come to to experiment our model on on the, on the, on the on this data set and to see how they are well uh, uh, representing i mean the the real data and the real world and so i would say that uh, uh, it's really i mean like some somehow two kind of uh, direction that we are following i mean more theoretical uh, uh, direction and research on one side and 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 then uh, coming back to more practical uh, empirical and practical uh, things I see. right And entering now a little bit in the transformer area yeah. because I know you are now working with yes. transformers yes. instead of, of ConvNet. Do you think that transformers will be better than ConvNets, okay. or they are already better? <laughs> okay, so let 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 me say in one word what is uh, the the the, the ConvNets, or uh, of course it has been introduced long time ago, and in particular with the the the, the famous. Uh, uh, French researcher Yann Lequin or Likoun, uh, uh, but it's a, it's the French guy, so we can say Lequin, uh, in the 80s. And then after uh, a while, I mean, uh, this kind of techniques, no net techniques have been completely, I mean, like uh, forgotten, or let's say not forgotten, but let's say, I mean, uh, put on the, on the side for, let's say, perhaps um, 10 or 20 years, and then they are coming back for 10 years now, okay, uh, uh, because of a huge success of this kind of techniques, based, basically based on, on convolutional neural net, as you, as you mentioned. And one of the key uh, factors of, of this net that are inside the convolutional process is that it's somehow is some kind of local combination of the information. So between pixel and pixel around, you are doing some some new representation layer after layer, right? And so something that that we already knew that it was missing in this kind of architecture is 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 it possible at, for one layer and when we go to the transformation up to the next layer to take into account for more global information, right? So in ConvNet, it's layer by layer, in in between two layer, it's uh, Usually done with this kind of uh, uh, very local uh, contribution of the of the, the, the pixel information between them, right? Uh, when transformer are, uh, have been introduced first in uh, for for natural language processing and in particular for translation, it, it was really I mean like saying okay, I want to have uh, each time so in for each layer to layer uh, transformation, I want to take into account of of, of any information everywhere. I mean, so of course, on the whole sentence, because it, it was uh, first introduced for um, uh, for the, the, the natural language processing, but then when they have been very recently adapt, uh, adapted for uh, vision, it was 
uh, like is it possible to say okay if if I can have uh, uh, my image divided in, into uh, several number of pages and is it possible layer after layer to uh, uh, take into account of, of the all information coming from all the patches okay so that was really the, the that challenge and that is not inside the continent of course okay because it's local based and here it's a global global attention global okay um, let's say um, constraints defining on 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 all patches so by by this by uh, i mean if you are able to uh, implement this kind of idea of course it's a new idea in in comparison with continent is it useful for images to process images and the content of the images the answer is certain in, in sometimes yes of course you need to know that you have some details uh, very far from from the pixel you are uh, looking for right uh, in inside the image and sometimes it makes sense to have this information and to, to connect these two information even if they are not very close right so of course it can help and, and so yes I, I really think that somehow and uh, a transformer may bring something new for the for the deep representation of images yeah I, I was searching yesterday on papers with codes and the state of the art is transformer with uh, continent there together yeah yeah uh, that that's true that after people try to say okay I, I, I want to have uh, the best uh, on, on both sides let's sides them together yes let, let's let's combine them together yeah, but yeah. I would like to know your opinion now about uh, the size of these networks because I was seeing the, the state of the art has more than two billion parameters is it possible like is it feasible in the real world or is just research and I want to have the 0.01 better accuracy on image net mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, okay uh, very good question so, so I think I think um, I would answer uh, uh, in, in this way I mean um, it's it's always a question and, and typically for the deep uh, is it just a question of uh, having more and more parameter and more more complex deep if you have a uh, enough data for training okay the problem is is over or on the other side there is still a question of we can't learn anything like that we certainly have to uh, better understand some i mean uh, differently uh, different things or at least even if it was possible we will not have ever enough data for for for, for the kind of training that we are we are for some tasks that we want to to solve and so we have we still have to introduce some prior okay or to, to to so this is really i mean like typically for computer vision it's a, it's a, it's a question so may i just say okay you give me the image give me the output that you want give me a lot a huge data set and in between you just put like a, a big black box a neural net and, and and it's over or you can say okay i still need to 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 understand and to and, and then to constrain the structure of my net thanks to the the the, the general knowledge that i can have for uh, about the, the the vision so visual information the way that they are in 2d space and the way on 2d or 3d projected to this space and about the light, the, the, the way that the light is working or, or things like that. And then 
it's it, it's a way I mean like to try to constrain or to be, to to modify or to, or to to give at least a few structure of your dip in order to be able uh, to uh, solve the task even if you don't have huge uh, data set for training okay and so it's really I mean like uh, for me it's it's really I mean uh, one of the question or what are the, the open uh, open question uh, research question for for AI now and, and for the next years and I, I, I would answer uh, or I would say and in connection to what I've said before that that's usually I mean like uh, uh, people may consider on what side that okay i i need to change or to, to have some some kind of more efficient basic structure for for that and typically i mean like the turing price geoffrey hinton uh worked a lot on let's say what he called the capsule capsule network that that is somehow another way to consider it's 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 no more convolutional it's no more just a mlp some kind of a better basic uh, block that you can have for in, in your deep this is something that we have to think again and, um, and certainly there is uh, a room for improvement on, on, on that side so, so something that would work for images and both text and maybe tabular data uh, yes or, or I would say that that can better represent the local information that you can find in in, in image and and a better way to represent how the, the object is moving or changing, the, the appearance is changing if you are considering your object. So it's a better way to certainly, certainly to capture all the uh, geometry structure that you can have, how, how you can design a, a small block of deep that, that is able to learn these kind of things, right? So this is really, I mean, like Hinter uh, did a lot of, uh, rest, very recently, a, a lot of work in, in, in his capsule, capsule network on that. I mean the the the, the three men that that had the Turing Prize to own together for about AI and, and deep learning was Geoffrey Hinton uh, that I just mentioned, then Joshua Benjou and and uh, and Yann Lequin. So Joshua Benjou in a recent talk, they, he put a lot of uh, interest and he uh, on thinking fast and slow. That that is the the famous book of uh, uh, Nobel Prize of uh, Daniel. Um, Kahneman, Daniel Kahneman made this, I mean, like 20 years ago. And this is really, I mean, like how you can go beyond with deep learning, right? Okay. At the moment, we know that they are very, very, I mean, uh, uh, very efficient to do some very uh, straightforward tasks for vision, for instance, uh, give, yes, give a class, give, give a label or eventually uh, localize some 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 people or something some object inside the image. But if you want to go one step further, uh, it it can be down by having some kind of more combination of blocks. I would say deep deep learning blocks. Okay, all together and to see how they can interact in order to solve a much more complex uh, uh, task. And this this is the the way of thinking slow when you have a very complex task. Exactly as our brain, we can we need to to reason, and then we need to uh, decompose. We need to combine. We need to make uh, some some different hypotheses and to relate them all together. And this way of thinking is very uh, slow, I would say. And but sometimes, like a, a reflex, or you know, you just uh, think very fast and and give a, and give an answer very fast. And so, uh, and you can do 
that okay you can think in the these two ways of thinking and so uh, Joshua Benjo thinks a lot on how we can put this kind of uh, uh, two types of information into a machine in order to make more uh, I mean a better thinking machine right and, and the third one is Yann Lequin and I would say that Yann Lequin gave a lot of things about learning recently he said that certainly uh, the, I mean, the main way of learning this, this system uh, at, at the moment is uh, what we call supervised learning. So that, that means that really you, 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 you do have a huge data set with on one side, of course, the image, but plus for each image, you also know the answer that you want to have. For instance, for classification, you have many images of dog and you know that they are dogs. So you have the picture and the label. And it's the same for images of cats. Uh, and so you have many images of cats and you know that they are cats. And then from that data set, this is supervised learning. So you try, you try to train the machine in between the input and the output to be as good at, as the, the, on, on the whole training data set that you have, right? But, okay, we, we can imagine all the kind of, of, of learning, and let's say unsupervised learning, self-supervised learning, uh, semi-supervised learning, and, and so uh, reinforcement learning. So there are plenty of ways to consider the learning. And, and Lequin pointed out that it's very important to reconsider the unsupervised learning as, as the main uh, track for, for now. So people are trying to build more a general AI instead of a task specific AI. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, yes. I mean, there are also some some very dedicated research. And for, for instance, uh, we already mentioned the autonomous driving task. This is a really, I mean, we can say a very focused task because it's really, I mean, you are in the car, you have um, seven cameras and you need to solve a task, okay? But this task is very, very, very complex, actually. And so it's focused, but certainly it can uh, take benefit of, of, of the, the general understanding that we can have coming from research or more theoretical research when they are applied to the car. And just an example, if you, if you take the more recent uh, uh, approaches and successful approaches from, from uh, Google Waymo or Tesla, etc., they already use somehow the transformer we just mentioned that have been introduced for vision uh, just this year, actually. So let's say that even if it's a very dedicated task and focused task on one, one very, I mean, like, uh, you know, you just have to, to do autonomous driving, uh, you really need to take the most um, powerful deep learning uh, techniques that have been recently introduced to solve this. I see, I see. So we're going to go very quickly now to industry because I know you work at Valeo and it's autonomous driving, it's very interesting. Mm -hmm. Can you, well, I know that many things you cannot talk about, but how, what can you talk about uh, what autonomous driving is and what we have now and well in how many years would we have autonomous driving the streets yeah okay uh, I would say that there is no problem to talk about what I'm doing in, uh, in Valeo because uh, we are we have built um, a research lab and so the idea is to, to 
be able to publish everything that we are doing in this lab, okay, even if it's an industrial lab. And, and basically the idea, and, and this is very challenging for, for Valeo, for instance, this is the, the Valeo is doing a lot of uh, sensor for the, for the cars. Let's say, for instance, Valeo is a leading actor uh, for providing LiDAR uh, in, in, in the car. I'm talking about commercial lidars, all right. So, so I mean the the one that are not very expensive and that, that can be deployed in millions of uh, uh, vehicles. Okay, not a very specific lidar that is very expensive and that uh, developed for research uh, in uh, in, uh, in these kind of things. Uh, and so, one of the things that we try to do is that to demonstrate that even with this kind of very sparse information, because this kind of lidar. Uh, are not very dense and, and so they are providing only a few bands of uh, 3D information about the, uh, about the scene, okay? How we can combine this sparse information with uh, uh, dense information coming from the, from the camera, for instance, or visual information all together in order to improve the, the detection of uh, the, the bounding box detection of the other card or the, as I mentioned already, the, the, traffic sign or everything that can help to, to do a, a very safe uh, autonomous uh, driving, right? Okay, so we are developing a lot of things like that. And, and what I can say is that it's, diff it's a very, I mean, like it's a very difficult to, to do bit on, on what, what, when we will have a, f a completely full autonom uh, autonomous uh, driving cars I mean, uh, uh, worldwide. I mean, some yeah. deploy worldwide yeah, because, already, yeah. because there, there are. I mean, there are many technical issues. Okay, still, still around about uh, how many sensor are you using? Uh, are there sensor of different uh, nature? So only visual or visual plus lidar or visual plus lidar plus radar, etc. So there is no definitive conclusion about that. I would say that Tesla push a lot on vision only with a huge amount of data, right, for training. So this is one way, okay, to take the, the problem. But on the other side, we can consider that uh, LiDAR so is, is very important and we don't have to avoid to use it. And we prefer to use it also to have some kind of redundancy um, in order to get uh, a safer solution, right? And so what we can say is that we already have some very interesting um, solution and uh, working techniques for in, in some contexts, in some places, in some that, that works well, okay? But we still need to, to understand better how to make the things um, safer and also when, when the, the, typically the conditions are changing, okay? This is always a huge uh, challenge for having something that uh, uh, a machine that may, may adapt to all these kind of conditions, weather condition, but not only, I mean, like also uh, the location condition and everything like that, day, night, and, and so many things like that. And a last question about yeah. the industry. Yeah. Do you, what, what do you think the products that we're going to have in the near future that we don't have now, like metaverse, uh, autonomous ah. driving, general AI, robots, like... Ah. You don't need to, to guess right, like just your opinion. Oh. 
what what kind of new you mean new project or what what a, uh, the, new the application new tool new product uh, that we yes use. yes but I, I i definitely think that in terms of mo mobility in terms of that, that that can be new car but not only i mean like it, it can be also yeah, all this kind of uh, you know this kind of um, drone drone based i mean like you know to uh, to have some automatic drone for coming from um, uh, let's say uh, delivery uh, you know uh, um, products and, and, and things like that could be i mean many kind of robots in, in a general sense we we will see new new kind of robots coming uh, uh, soon cool yeah <laughs> yeah so for end this conversation by the way thanks a lot for accepting uh, recordings with me and like i i always ask a last question for people which is if you can if you could say anything to people about no matter the subject like ai or life subject what would you say uh yes i i, I would like to say something uh, about ai uh, uh for good i would say or i, I mean it's uh, what I have to say and I want to say is that now people working on AI uh, or with AI and in particular with research on AI are very concerned by the ethical problem that we can have for that. And so I think we really need to take this problem as a, a very soci societal uh, concern and to define all together, but not only the, the researcher and the scientist or the engineer uh, with decide how to use and what, what we can do and what, what could we do with uh, all these uh, AI things. We have to, to think and we have to, to have a general, uh, I would say, brainstorming in the society about these kind of things. So talk more about AI for yeah, good and yeah. be aware of what yes, we are using exactly, AI. Exactly. Well, so yeah. again, thanks a lot for yeah, accepting. You're welcome. Thank you very much. And uh, well, so I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. This is my professor here at, the, at uh, Sorbonne. And don't forget to follow the podcast on social media. On Instagram, we are podcast.lifefai. And on LinkedIn, we are lifefai. And until next Thursday, guys, goodbye.